0: Today's guest is accredited by the American Institute of Architects. He's a lead accredited professional and certified with the National Council of Architecture Registration Boards. He brings focus to all projects on creating beautiful spaces. He has over 25 years experience with award winning projects around the world. He's a principal at the Getty's Group Companies. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris McDonough. Excellent. Thank you, Dan. Welcome, Chris. Glad to be here. I'm so glad to be here too. And yeah, you know, this being defining hospitality, I'm super excited. Every time I come into your office here in Chicago, the view is amazing. I love those corncob buildings because Wilco is one of my favorite bands. Oh, there you go. And every time I see it, I take a picture and send it to a friend of mine. Yeah. But I think also it's cool. I haven't done many of these in-person ones and talk about being made to feel comfortable. From the moment I walked in to us sitting here, yep. um, I've experienced a different kind of hospitality.
1: That's, that's awesome to hear, that's exactly what we want. We set our office up to be that way. We, we really do take that to heart, the being hospitable with mm-hmm. our friends, our partners, our clients, our, our team members here. So, um, and yes, uh, we love this conference room's view it's inspiring on its own, just the architecture of the city. I'm a Chicago born and bred person and uh, just never wanted or needed to leave really. So, and it's also kind of cool. We can see a number of our projects just looking out our own window. So, I love it. Love it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a, a fantastic space. So yeah. I guess, firstly, yeah. thank you for having me here and I'm just super grateful. Well, thanks for thinking of us and thinking of me. I'm. Happy! I'm 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 back at Gettys. I'm sure we'll chat about that well, later. Yeah. But, so, um,
0: yeah, and that's actually one of the things yeah. that I was most excited about. Yeah, um, in particular with you, um, and I think that could be a good thread for talking about yeah. hospitality because yeah. there are a few companies out there mm-hmm. that have this kind of boomerang, right? Mm-hmm. So. You're here. You you have a lot of experience at this or another company. Mm-hmm. You go, and then I'm always intrigued by the people who right. come back and like and that that feeling, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I love that boomerang effect, and to have you come back, I was so excited to hear mm-hmm. that you came back. Yeah. Um. And before we get into that journey,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I guess as far as you feeling comfortable and being here mm-hmm. and with the team and the team growing and where we are in the industry, right as you think about hospitality
1: mm-hmm.
0: like what does it what does it mean to you sure yeah
1: well uh, it's kind of a feeling really and and hospitality i what i learned from you know leaving gettys and coming coming back and i, I you know i worked at a couple of different places and experienced different things you know my heart really is in hospitality i can kind of uh, express that I, I really gained a lot from some other places i worked at and had good experiences, but um, my heart's really in hospitality, mostly because of the feeling you get or the feeling that we want to give guests and people um, that are experiencing the spaces that we design. Mm-hmm. You just kind of get a feeling, right? And hosp- hospitality um, really is giving people an escape, kind of, right? They're in a space that um, they don't normally experience at home or in their day to day lives. And so it's kind of a space that gives. People an aspirational feeling and a, and a wow I wanna I wanna experience something different. Um, the other big part of it really is that the spaces they have a story behind them. You know they have like a, a an ethos or a feeling. So you know experiencing that story, transporting people into a different mindset, they can kind of escape a little bit. Um, those are the spaces you know that that we live and thrive on and love to do. So.
0: And when we were speaking, I guess last week or the week before, I don't remember, um, when you mentioned that this idea of these aspirational spaces, mm-hmm. right? They yeah. strive, a, they, they allow us to have a different kind of experience. One of the things I was really taken that you said was there's, a, there's an impact that you leave in the, in the projects and spaces that you work in, where not only are the people that are in that space experiencing something new and different Mm -hmm. they're impacted in such a way that when they go somewhere else there's kind of like a butterfly effect or a paying it forward or wow I didn't know that I could feel this way in this place let me bring it to other spaces.
1: Yeah I think people people (laughs) talk about those spaces too right they they share you know when they come back from a trip or uh, uh, traveling or even just you know if you're walking if you're in the city you you pop into one of those spaces you you remember those they're destinations and you want to share that with people you want to like bring that experience to somebody else and then in hopes of that they'll have that same experience too. Or it is a very shared situation, right? You can compare and contrast places that you've been, that I've been, and you kind of get excited about that, right? And, you're, and again, it's all about um, not having that in your day-to-day life. It's really that, I, I think it's like a haven, an escape, whether it's mm. public areas or a guest room itself, right? You're kind of in your own little world, basically. Mm. so. But yeah, you, it's a it's a memory, and you always want to share those memories with people. So yeah. yeah,
0: another thing I'm intrigued by is that, you know, oftentimes in, in many of these conversations, just experience and being, in our world, there seems to be this like dividing line between architects and interiors, right? Mm-hmm. And to yeah. hear you say, you know, you lead with your heart, or you mm-hmm. you know you you really have to have your heart in it. I know a lot of architects and you know and the stereotypical art architect I wouldn't hear that come out of their their mouth mm. in mm-hmm. in a sense that right they want to build these edifices, these monuments of of these great works, but oftentimes I find that the interiors are the right most important part where everyone is feeling and having that totally. experience yeah, so how did you on your journey come from like being all right. <laughs> fully immersed in architecture to really then saying, you know what, this is, I want, I want to get my heart more into it through, through mm-hmm. the interior design side.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I look back on it a lot and it, I, I've always, I don't know, I, I've always appreciated both sides of the coin, the exterior and the interior. And mm-hmm. um, yes, a trained architect, worked in architectural firms first, and then just sort of over time migrated into interior design. And so I, I actually kind of, combine the words, I mean, interior architecture, you know, is a thing. It's, it's a little more maybe of a international type of profession, but the marriage between the two, I think is always the most successful um, process. Mm. And it is like you said, it's kind of sometimes very clear when an architect designs something and an interior designer designed something and the two didn't collaborate or the two didn't um, work together to create that story or to create that experience together. So, um, I think it just turned into a situation where tying all those parts and pieces together the the programming of the spaces influences the actual three-dimensional space right Mm -hmm. so um just kind of turned out i mean it really wasn't orchestrated um i to your point i i more appreciate the spaces you experience rather than the buildings you look at right Mm -hmm. if both can be amazing fantastic but um I've always appreciated both. You know, i walk around and take pictures of exteriors of buildings just as much as I do of interiors of buildings. But um, I think back to that point of experiencing spaces and using spaces, you know, the other part of it's like, it can be a beautiful space, but if it doesn't really function or work well, that's really frustrating too. Mm -hmm. So I love when you see people using hotel lobbies or restaurants or bars um, the way you intended them to be used, right? There could be a specific detail at a bar, a lower section or a little spot that you created, and then you see someone using it that exact way. Um, you know, we've done some really cool, like, lobby stairs or uh, seating areas where I imagine we can imagine, you know, kids playing on them for a little while and then later at night it turns into a, just kind of a communal bar space and people are just kind of hanging out mm-hmm. on those. Um, I think that marriage, like I said, that marriage between the, um, the use of the space and then the, the, uh, the feeling of the space just turned out what I really wanted to work on. I love it. <laughs> and I think hotels allow for that, right? There's the blending of interior and exterior also just is a, is a necessary, um, um, you know, function for some hotel spaces. So uh, that gives us opportunities here to kind of blend the two together. Awesome. So,
0: yeah. And then I heard you say earlier you're born and raised pure Chicagoan. Is that yeah. Like within the city limits? I, was,
1: I grew up on southwest side just like near Midway Airport. So I could see this, actually I could see the city skyline from the one bridge right by my house. So every time, you know, you, we drove over the bridge, I would see it in the distance. So that, I don't know. I always just kind of had a gravitation toward that. Um, went to school here at, in Illinois, at Uni- University of Illinois, and then wanted to work in Chicago. So, growing up on the
0: southwest side, does that make you a Cubs fan or a Sox fan? Well,
1: it, I'm breaking the rules. It should be a Sox fan, but I'm a Cubs fan through and through. Okay. Uh, it's always a battle in the city here. <laughs> my, my dad was Cubs fan, my mom was a Sox fan, or the families, but uh, Cubs fan all the way. I'm, an, I'm a huge baseball fan, actually, just in general. Awesome, so, me yeah. too. But Cubs. Yeah. And I saw the autographed baseballs behind you uh, in your office. We need to chat about those after this. Oh yeah, there's some good ones. I have a few at my house too. We'll compare notes. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, most of those are from
0: my um from my mother-in-law. Oh, so cool. So she was the I don't know, the, the skipper or she she helped run the Admiral's Club at San Francisco International Airport. Wow. So a lot of time like one of them is Joe DiMaggio cuz he's from San Francisco, sure. he'd come in and out. Yeah. I have a couple from Willie Mays. Sure. Um because he would awesome. always come in and that was back in the day when yeah. you know they could hold
1: the plane for you and yeah I um, have those same autographed baseballs at my house oh, too wow. so yeah <laughs> So The Cubs fan yeah I know
0: <laughs> Well and then and that's a whole other kind of hospitality where sure on a nice summer day in this town and you're just kind of walking around yeah everyone's like you going to the game you going to the game I and it, it's almost like the biggest outdoor bar. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it's so much fun. It Men, is. women, everyone there just having a good time. Yeah. Some of them are watching the game, but most yeah. of them are just talking and having a great time. Yeah.
1: It's like, it's, it's a communal kind of shared experience, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, 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 that's hospitality to some degree. You're just outside. Um, but yeah, that, that's one of those experiences and that's, what's really great about hospitality. I mean, yeah. um, what I do like too, right. Especially downtown here, you know, and I take the train in every day. Um, and on some of those days where people are getting off the train with jerseys on, you know, you just exactly know what, what they're going to do, where they're going to go. They, you can almost plan out their whole day for them. It's kind of fun to see all yeah. that when they're walking around.
0: Well, also, and just thinking about, you know, going back to your journey as far as into design mm-hmm. via architecture, you know, growing up in, on that bridge where you could see downtown mm-hmm. Chicago just being such a, a world-class city for architecture. Yeah. How, did, like, how old were you when you first knew... That you're like, this is what I want to study. This is what I want to do.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I I think I kind of got lucky in terms of, you know, I took drafting classes as a kid, right? Mm. Uh, I don't want to date myself. uh, With a pencil. With my silver hair. But, yeah, I learned to draw by hand, sure, right? So um, literally, like, middle school and high school, I was taking drafting classes and art classes and things like that. And just kind of stayed with that and really enjoyed it and thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll go to architecture school and if I don't like it, well, you know, we'll see. I'll, I can switch out if I go to a big university, but I just always loved that. And you know, all the, some of the cliches maybe as a kid, you know, I was building kind of the erector sets and the panel sets and, and those things. But um, I think it was just sort of the, there's two sides, so there's the creative side and then there's sort of the technical side. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my, um, you know, college curriculum was really broad. It was all aspects of architecture and design. And then when you move into your grad school, you can sort of select your, your specialty. So, I, you know, I, I went into design. So it was always design focused with with architecture and, and, and my training. So part of that, you know, you mentioned earlier about architects and there's certain, there's, there's always sort of a, a goal though or a concept or a, um, uh, inspiration that you're trying to convey with, with architecture itself, but going beyond that, right, with the story of what the interior spaces should be like, what they're influenced by, what you want people to feel. Um, I think that that's a natural progression. If you study that from, from an architectural way, you can really get more um, storytelling with it as you get in interiors.
0: I love it, and if you think about storytelling, whether mm-hmm. if you're write, like writing a story, mm-hmm. Telling a story, making a movie, designing a building. There's this narrative that I think the idea of design, which is really like solving a problem and telling a story, right? Yeah, yeah. And making sense out of a lot of different disparate images and data points into a cohesive narrative. Right. Right. And when I heard you say a couple minutes ago, you know, when you were in high school, you were painting and drawing. Because when I was in high school, I was painting, drawing, sculpting, doing all this creative stuff on the fine arts side. Yeah. And then I did a summer program one year for architecture, and then they actually taught what design was. And I was, it was really interesting. And I also, I'm still amazed. Like, why don't we teach? Or maybe that's a better question for you. Like, what do you think the reason is that we'll teach fine arts, but not necessarily Design like you're drafting mm-hmm. and drawing and painting, right. but they don't really teach what the concept of design is right. at a young
1: age Yeah, like the process. How, yeah. how do you get from an idea to a reality? I mean there are you know schools and programs that do that, but it's not a core It's not a core thing no. and it really should it's to your point. It, it's problem-solving. You know, how do you solve? That type of problem uh, and not that it, not not problem in a bad way, but how, how do you create a use and a function for, for people. Whether it's a school, whether it's a hotel, whether it's a home. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, how do you think that way? And some people, just do, and some people, it's not their thing, right? It's it's kind of interesting. Um, even as we go through our process, right? So Gettys has a variety of services, um, and when we talk about, you know, when you kind of go from a, a branding standpoint coming up with those narratives and feelings and then translating that into interior design and or architecture. You know, some people are very visual. Some people are more verbal. So you kind of have to use all those tools to get the ideas across. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just that process in itself, you know, comes through, you know, in in the professional sense, but it really should be part of um, curriculums. And It's it's odd, though, like a lot of people come out of – know their family setting a parent was creative in some way or technical in some other ways mine necessarily weren't either of those it it was just me gravitating toward it I think I also tended to be a little um, precise and perfectionist so I think I really enjoyed the drafting and making the drawings perfect building models and making those perfect Um, even even down to writing penmanship and then learning the architectural writing I just really enjoyed that um got good at it so it is and so i was that generational break literally where i learned all of that by hand in college even Mm -hmm. and that's right when cad was coming out and so i started taking we were kind of on the leading edge of using computers for for certain things and then i started taking cad classes on my own right when i started working my first job was using cad or cad programs but i hadn't really learned those Through my curriculum in school, Mm -hmm. it was just not quite there, so I had to learn it pretty pretty quickly on the fly. Actually,
0: (laughs) I think about as you were talking about Mm -hmm. the branding, the design, the architecture, and even just some of the thought leadership that you guys do here, in particular, like Hotel of Tomorrow, too. Yeah. um, How do you weave all of those disciplines together? So, like, walk us through, like. at a a high level. Okay. So like a new project's coming in, they want you to do Mm -hmm. the whole kit and caboodle, so to speak. Right. Like how do you collaborate with your team? How do you get the buy-in from the client and keep going and refining and getting it all to tell that cohesive story? And how do you know when you're done?
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you ever know that you're done. Um, You know, it's funny. I I was thinking about this. We have a, a, a large team meeting tomorrow and, um, back to your point around movie, movie making or book writing or whatever the creative process, John Lasseter, the the great Disney producer guy, mm. um, he he said once, like, you don't, we don't ever finish creating the movies. We just release them. Like, you just get to a point, you're doing all these things and the whole kids, you just, you're never done, but at some point you you release them, right? I don't think we're ever really done designing. We just open the hotels, there's just this momentum, and you just have to pull all those things together. I like that comparison of like <coughs> getting a movie out there and getting a hotel opened, um, but how do you do that? I mean, it it takes a village, of course. Um, it always starts with though, a clear collaborative client mm-hmm. who that's the best scenario where they they, they know what they're trying to achieve. They don't know how to necessarily get there, but they have a, a goal in mind of why they want that hotel to be to be created. Um, it's definitely starting with, um, certainly in today's market, you know, that, that clear story. How do you study the market? What's needed, let's say, in a, in a particular city? What type of hotel for a t- certain type of guest? Um, just understanding that marketing comp set is really important. Um, and then if you understand that need, then you really start going down on that overall programming route. Now, typically, architects are kind of pulling together an overall shell of what's mm-hmm. needed, if we're talking like a new build situation. But even a renovation or a conversion of an office building, which we've done a lot too, those are some of the most fun projects where you start with a building, and then you transform it or turn it into a hotel. You just kind of start test fitting things against that market knowledge and market research, and see what makes sense in that in that shell that's being created. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side to that, though, is just um, creating those spaces and experience for guests that aren't there now. So you know, I think as we've seen over the last 10, 15 plus years, the the hotel itself has all these different outlets and all these different experiences and spaces that that they're looking for so on the food and beverage side particularly um, those spaces become like anchors to the hotel but they don't necessarily need to feel like they're part of the hotel there's there's that sort of like you don't want to just be in a hotel mm. bar or space it's it just happens to be attached to a hotel so, understanding how much of that's necessary in, you know, a, a soft-branded, story-filled hotel, like an autograph or something, um, and I'm, I guess I'm very focused on the urban setting because we're staring at it, but if you start thinking about um, more natural settings or sites that are outside of urban areas, then you really start, it really starts to matter what's needed out there. You know, what are the outdoor experiences or spaces that are needed, what's a, um, it's it's really what Gettys is sort of built on, right? It's this left brain and right brain thinking, being creative, coming up with beautiful spaces, but that are very functional. And then also bringing great, the greatest value possible to the real estate. Yeah, so That's really what we're trying to do is give the, pack the most into the space that allows the client to you know, be fiscally responsible with their investment, but then also have those guests. How can we get the guests... To come back to talk about it, to share their experience, um, and to, you know, be a repeat, yeah. repeat kind of visitor. I'm always
0: intrigued by <clears throat> that idea of return on investment from a from an aesthetic or design perspective. So where, um, okay, so you have that clear client with wh- yeah. who wants to collaborate. Um, you're looking at re- building something new or repositioning something. And then how do you, how, what are some like good examples of, of elements within a project that you're like, oh, that ROI was mm. was great there. Because it's almost like you can't go in thinking solely about ROI, but it's always gotta be back there yeah. kind of in the back of your mind.
1: Oh, no, no, for sure. I, th- I think there's a couple of things there. One is just the, the function and flow of the space. I mean there's just a functional need and use that that works or doesn't work. And that that can be very complicated to figure to figure that out. Um, But it's pretty basic stuff, right? We're we're all humans. Now we're Mm -hmm. all different. We all have different tastes. But if a space is comfortable um, and welcoming and you know people can sort of relate to it and they can if they could be communal, like we talked a little about earlier, a lot of what hospitality is is you know just being communal and sharing that experience. If you provide spaces that allow for that, um, and it's a unique offering, it's a um, maybe a slightly unexpected. It's you know it's comfortable and familiar, but it's an unexpected experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that will that will draw people in. That'll bring people back, and they'll 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 spend more money there, or they'll. They'll want to linger, right? It's kind of like being sticky. Mm -hmm. You know, you want people to kind of stick to your spaces. Um, A lot of it has to do with that research, the guest demographic and psychographic. You know, are you really targeting that need in that market? And who are you drawing in, and how are they being drawn to that? You know, we had a project, you know, where, again, the client, it's a project in Omaha uh, called the Farnham, where they really were wanting to use that hotel as draw it it was like the destination and a way to elevate that city or even that 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 region of the city Mm -hmm. and that was their goal that was their, and they felt that they couldn't should do that Um, and was it
0: repositioning an area within Omaha
1: yeah well it was actually like back to my point around it was a conversion of an office building and you know it's always kind of maybe you know the the projects that really have legs are the ones that are part of some other greater moves in, in a city or an area. So this was part of a large um, city public block in front of them that they're redeveloping as a, as a destination um, for the downtown. So they became part of that. And you're connecting to that. Working on another project, uh, downtown uh, San Antonio, it's a curio. We, we have a lot of those fun, soft-branded hotels, you know, like autographs, tapestries, curios. Yeah. And this one, same thing. It's a new build. but they It's part of this master redevelopment where there's a lot of open public uh, outdoor areas, event spaces, F&B kind of um, uh, offerings. And same thing. It's to elevate that whole city and become the gateway or the the first destination you have. From the time you leave the airport, the next thing you see or are at is your hotel. Yeah. So it becomes like that that first memory maybe of of your of your visit to the city so
0: i think i know you just mentioned all those really kind of fun independent soft branded yeah. hotels i think also what's interesting about what you guys have done really well here is you're doing you know that luxury slash independent soft branded right space right but then you also have like a whole arm of like really nailing select service and helping develop brands and doing kind of like the thinking for the bigger brands totally like that must be really cool how do you it's fun how do you place yourself between those two arenas
1: yeah well it's it's interesting i mean getty's has been around quite a long time now so over all these years we've built a lot of I think I was at your thirtieth birthday party. You yeah, you probably were. Yeah, those thirtieth yeah, birthday. Yeah, party. You were I don't think I knew you that no. many years ago, but <laughs> Yeah, no, Getty's right. Thirty yeah, we're 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 past thirty years now. And I think over the years we've just built that reputation mm-hmm. of being just hospitality focused, right? And so we've gathered and kinda of s- all that stuff is stuck to us and and you know our team here, you know Roger and Andrew and Ron and you know all the rest of the group here, um, we've seen it all, and we can apply that same focus or thinking across the different types as you mentioned. So um, you know select service that that's a certain type of process and need um, versus you know the full service or the soft branded story filled hotels. Um, but the other side i think is just the um we're like committed to it you know we're we're passionate around it and you know hospitality is sort of desired in some other worlds now too right there people want a hosp- whatever they think the definition of hospitality is in um, multifamily housing and and other kinds of spaces yeah.
0: multifamily aviation yeah. office right. um education right. it's really getting pulled in to everywhere yeah. but it's weird because I feel like is that just a recent phenomenon or is it has it always been that way and now I'm just noticing because I'm having no. all these great conversations no no people.
1: it's more recent I mean I think it's now been there a little while I mean we were asked to do some of those types of things five ten plus years ago mm-hmm. um, sometimes it takes everyone to catch up some of the early ones uh, they're, what, they're what not you, ready for it so what do you think has um, helped us
0: kind of crest that barrier to where what we all do in our world right. is needed or wanted by everyone. It's like a, it's like a, a magic formula.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think more people have had access to those spaces. Mm. So whether they've experienced those in hotels or, you know, restaurants, people are eat, have, have gone out and they're just they're out more, p- pandemic aside, um, they have a, a taste for that. And... You know, there might be a little more financial ability to do those things and go see those places and spaces. But I also think because the demand's there, then building owners, um, developers, and the like, they see that they can make more money by providing those types of spaces. Right? Supply and demand really drives it to some degree. So they want to differentiate themselves, create a higher rent, a higher rate in their hotel. Um, They're going to do it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. I was just, I was just having lunch in New York city and it was a cl- some class a office building, like one of these over here right. where the lobbies tend to be, yeah. you know, a little underutilized, let's yeah. just say, yeah. and, um, I forget who the ownership group, some big private equity company, mm-hmm. they were like, I want to activate this area. And they put in a restaurant that's kind of open. It's a little unusual yeah. that they did it there, yeah. but it added such a level of warmth yeah. and activation. Sure that now they're like oh my god I want to do this at all of our class a office buildings like around the world like how how can we relook at that
1: yeah and we we were studying that like I said years ago for some um you know owners of buildings that we that we have partnerships with and um some of those came to came to fruition and some some didn't it's just um what I think it comes down to dollars and cents a lot for some of those some of those buildings but I think going back to the uh, the notion of why that's becoming so important, I think, you know, for better or for worse, too, design has become a little more just out there, right? There's an entire channels on TV that express design, and there's just more of a, a knowledge base around it and an appreciation for it um, on all fronts, really.
0: Yeah, and I, I, just over the 20 years that I've been doing this, I do see, even just, Look at how Target transformed retail or yeah. even Apple transformed retail. Yeah. It's really by investing in the design of those yeah. spaces. Right? Well, it's an experience.
1: It's a reflection of those brands. Mm. Right? So you know, Apple, their product has a certain feeling and people, there's loyalty to it. But they've created a, a brand. Everything that defines that brand uh, is clear and understandable and understandable. I guess desirable mm. people are like drawn to it um, I think uh, the hotel brands obviously want to be very clear with the definition of their hotel um, and their brand and you you know you talked about our um, our history and our you know we do have good relationships and we are working with a lot of brands to clarify that um, and to help with that you know the it's funny the more they seek out the expertise from from firms and companies. Um, the better off they are, they they get more input. Or you, you, if if you just stay within the walls of your company, you know you're really not gonna you're not gonna grow. You're not gonna understand or see the outside world. So, you know, to their credit, the the brands are really um, trying to define right. The, so many brands um, have been created over the last 15 plus years, as you know, and that provides a lot of interest for, uh, for work. So it keeps everyone in business, which is nice, but, um, but it makes it difficult to sort of slice and dice yeah, cause like all you, those brands. How do you
0: differentiate and how do you create that unique experience? But then I guess it comes down to, you know, just all the different shapes, sizes, colors and flavors of people. Yeah. that I think you said psychographic before, yeah. Yeah. right? It's scary when you're planning a business or, or, a, or a brand to really do a such a tight bullseye. Yeah. But that's also when you do it, well, yeah, it's, it's scary because you're, 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 you're focusing on something at the expense of a lot of other, right? So mm-hmm. that, but that's also, I think what in well done brands, that's what drives the value. Cause then you have, you, you build these raving fans of the brand. You do.
1: Yeah. You, you just build loyalty and you build comfort. Mm. Um, and, um, unique experiences that's what you know that's what's really fun about the soft brand hotels that's why we love them that's why we love creating those stories you know Mm -hmm. and and the name and the uh, just that experience you know I I love hard branded hotels too. you know and it's a really strong experience and it's clear it's consistent um, and it provides all your needs those are great those are you know those work out very well too but I think for me and for for Gettys particularly, um, the ones that we can point to, there's nothing else like it. It's the the flagship of the city, let's say, or it was the renovation of a historic tower. Uh, You know, we did Rand Tower in Minneapolis, and that was this beautiful Art Deco building. Um, And we sort of like reinvigorated the building itself, yeah. um, through the through the hotel. I and did the another story. one
0: years ago with you. It was the Leveque
1: Tower, which sure. was like a huge yep. Art Deco in Columbus. Same, exactly in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. But that
0: was the tallest building. Yeah. West of the Mississippi? No, it's not west of Mississippi. It'd be of the east. Of the,
1: yeah. Up to some time, yeah. Up, to, or, up
0: till they built the Empire State Building, maybe that's what it was, because yeah. that's east of the Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. And then New York, yeah, kind of blew it out of the water. When yeah, they went crazy. Yeah.
1: No, I know. I those are the projects that are just really And then also exciting. I just
0: saw um Roger Hill from Getty's. Mm-hmm. Is from Is he from Racine? He's from Racine, yes. But now they're working on some cool and that you think yeah. about like Johnson Wax and all those yeah. other really cool buildings there. Yeah. What's that project that he's that you yeah, guys are working Hotel, on?
1: Yeah, Hotel uh Hotel Verdant. Yeah. It, it's in Racine. It's a current project that we're working on. It's always. The hometown projects are nice, right? So yeah. that's why you know going back to Chicago and all that, I you know, I definitely worked on a lot of hotels in, in our in my backyard, in mm-hmm. our backyard, and those are great. You can take friends to them, your fa- my family, you know, I've gone to some hotels that we've worked on. Um those are the ones that are really meaningful um when you stay there, you can share you know share those with with, you know, your, your friends or family. Totally. Town. It's like, if you're on a, you know, if you're, if you're on a baseball team and you play, you know, at home, that's probably the same thing, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it has its pluses and minuses, right? And then you're just like, oh, my God, it's right.
1: Well, yeah, the and then they, people pick it apart. Yeah, so like, come on Why over. did you do that? Come or, look or, at this one thing. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I got right. a
0: thousand other things Or,
1: or yeah, or, my, or the kids are running around. You're like, don't do that. You can't <laughs> climb on that. Yeah. Or, you know, don't, don't mess yeah. with that. Yeah, put your hard hat on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Chris, as kind of looking
0: back from when you were a kid and your architectural and design journey um, to all of your experience being at Gettys, leaving Gettys, coming back, yeah, kind of where I feel like our whole industry is on this ascendant trajectory mm-hmm. um, after coming out through whatever right. we all just came out of.
1: yeah.
0: Um, what is exciting you most about
1: what you're seeing in the medium to long mm-hmm. term? Um. Wow, it's so exciting! I, you know, we are in a good good place. To your point, you know, uh, the hosp- hospitality industry is strong right now. There's a lot of um, new creation of brands and, and new um, <clears throat> avenues for our firm and, and hospitality design to be infused into. Um, I just get excited around, you know, being being back at Getty. Is, uh, you know, I'm very comfortable here and collaborating with the team. You know, I get really excited when we come up with something that we hadn't thought of before just through those, those conversations or sketches or, um, just clicks in a meeting. So I I, could be something from like super grand to super precise and minimal. You don't really know exactly right, how you'll solve these challenges or these Mm -hmm. problems. Um, you just have to be like, you gotta keep your eyes open a little bit and have as much inspiration, um, come to as many people as possible. But it, it has to be, Orchestrated. It has to be curated a little bit, right? It just can't be like shotgun approach. Um, that's why I think, you know, that research and that um, understanding of what the needs are is really important. But I just really get excited when we come up with something, it clicks, a younger designer or a team member, like, gets it, and then they kind of play around with it, you know, sketching it or, or you know, on the computer. And then when they co- we come back and it's, even better than we when we left the conversation yeah. and then that 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 um, notion of then working with a meet you know in a meeting with a client showing it to them and they have questions or they have responses to it um, that's just the fun part of it is truly it's like solving puzzles right it, it is it, it's like do you do right. puzzles you- no actually puzzles drive me nuts <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the patience for it I think because um, you'd rather just, instead of figuring out what was already
0: done, hey, I'm just gonna blaze a new path. Yeah,
1: a little bit, like, right, just trying to, like, figure out how you'd flow and you, you know, flow through a space, how you would use a space, or how a guest would use a space. Because mm-hmm. that's part of it, too, is it's not really about what I want or we want. We want to, we put our heart into it and we put our, um, our best foot and our best commitment forward, but it's really about the, the, the guest. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put your own personal uh, spin and take on things, But we are really designing for, you know, for people, for guests. It's not really about our um, particular taste or style.
0: So what's like a new challenge that you were presented with that you got that light bulb experience where the whole team kind of came together, collaborated, and you were like, Eureka! Or whatever you do whenever you
1: say, Land Ho! Oh, man. (laughs) I've only been back for two months, so <laughs> I' don't know how many I've had of those no we it's funny we uh I, I mentioned that one curio project um we were doing some planning for it um you know it's a very open plan and you know, a lobby and bar and it it opens up to a cafe and to the outside and um you know the team was starting to experiment with some of those planning moves, and um there were three or four of us in a meeting and you know it, just sitting there and listening, and we're all taking things in, and we were talking about just different locations and different spots, mm-hmm. where the bar should go, and what that would, just a very basic kind of situation, but it wasn't like clear, it wasn't easy exactly how we should master plan or space plan that public area, but it was a really important decision to make or to test. So we were sitting there and we, and we worked through it, and we came up with some options, and that bar location um, we kind of tied it together with a grand stare that's in the space. And we knew we could do something really interesting and fun with it, and it would be a focal point. And it really made sense flow wise, too, through the space. So team put that together, and then they presented it last week. And that one plan we all came up with at the end was by far, you could just even tell in the room. Everyone was like, "Yep, like that's it." And then, when certain things are locked and click like that, then everything else just kind of flows naturally from it. So mm. um, that's just one basic, simple example. But like, the team all got it. We all rallied around it in a meeting, all together. We were in the office together. We were collaborating. We were looking at each other in the eye. And then the team went down, presented it. Um, they, the client, got excited around it, and now we can move ahead. You know, awesome. so it's fun, totally fun.
0: And then. When you think about when you have that moment where it all, where the planets align, so to speak, you've done all the work and you just, fe- you feel it, you feel it in your heart, yeah. you know, it's yeah. the right one. Yeah. As far as the other disciplines you have here from mm-hmm. even specifically on the branding side, yeah. yeah, that's always interesting to me as far as how do you get, how do you tie those two things together? Because in some ways when it's done so well, again, it's almost like you don't notice it Right. But you gotta like, it's just, ha- yeah. it all has to be so intertwined and part of the same DNA.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's not easy. I mean, we struggle with it sometimes, honestly, right? It, it, it's not a, It's not an easy, easy process, but we're kind of doing it together. I think that's part of the key mm-hmm. is um, there is a research-based approach um, also on the creation of the story. Now, we usually want to root it in something that's either historical or inspirational of that, that area, whether it's the city or the state or the, the name of the person that created that building, whatever, whatever that research is, um, you can kind of start to get a, um, a, a palette or an arsenal of stuff to draw from. Mm. Um, and then the different brains think differently, right? We start oh, to, to think about right. yeah, we start to think about how you would apply that in a built sense, branding. They start to think about how they would apply it in a naming sense, or a, mm-hmm. a feeling sense, or a logo sense, or a um, um, a definition of what that should be sense. Um, and I think that's the f- the beauty of it, right? Where you create that final sort of um, inspiration. And then you start in your head to think about, well, how can I apply that to a floor plan? How do I apply Mm -hmm. that to uh, a bar? How do I apply that to pieces of furniture? Mm -hmm. Um, And again, there's a lot of different levels of doing that and there's different brands that want it different ways. Um, But you're totally right where when they combine and they are seamless that's usually a successful that's when you just situation. release it yeah then you open that hotel yeah, right Then you, then you, <laughs> you stop deciding screen the movie and you move it yeah you get it out there um uh. Uh, but you know there's it's very complicated you know you still have to operate it you still have to promote it you have to sell it you have to deliver on that um you know so it it takes a lot of the weakest link in that situation kind of makes it all fall down so you have to you got to really try to tie it all together it's Yeah, really and, s-
0: and support everyone and just keep ideating yeah, and I, yeah I love that and I, you know looking just kind of I know I mentioned Hotel Tomorrow but it's also like that ethos it didn't just come up through there mm-hmm. right I think that that's part of all of what you guys do here yeah. it's like how do we keep thinking how do we keep thinking about this and pushing and, and leaning forward yeah. and yeah I don't know. It's just yeah. It's just a really. I don't know. I've just yeah. always been a big there's, fan.
1: Yeah. No. I've I've always appreciated how we're trying to push the envelope a little bit mm-hmm. um, and try to um, see what's next. You know, the 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 one constant in our industry, but the one constant here at Gettys is change. We yeah. do keep changing and evolving and pushing. Now, there's a lot of you know. There's a lot of um, continuity here too which I think is one of our strengths.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. But I yeah, I do feel like you're always <laughs> reinventing.
1: <clears throat> and
0: yeah, you've been here for 30 years. Yeah. But I feel like every time I walk in here,
1: I it's like a There's new stuff going it's on. new stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, no, it I just I,
0: feels it feels
1: yeah, new. Yeah. No, I I'm glad to hear that, but I, I think that's true. I mean, yes,
0: even though you're so old. Right. It I know. New. It's it's
1: shocking <laughs> that <laughs> I don't want every day to be the same. That's definitely not, there's never the, the same thing happening uh, day to day or week to week. Um, yeah. So So. Yeah. Um, so
0: I like to go on like a little, a little thought experiment. So going back to, I love that visual of you on the bridge on the Southwest side.
1: Okay. Right? Sure. You're looking at Chicago. Right. How old were you? Oh God, I don't know. Yeah. Like five, you know early teens early 10 teens. 11 12 13 okay. so somewhere I in say there 12. sure yeah so <laughs> Cubs fan yeah it's with my mitt on the handlebar of my bike okay it's like the paint a lot. picture here yeah it's yeah. like the sand lot there sure. you
0: go the dog's barking <laughs> he's come um, he's chasing you but um if you think if you were able to stand in front of yourself your current self okay. that i'm speaking to okay. in front of your 12 year old self mm-hmm. and thinking about the journey that that you went on and where you are and like mm-hmm. kind of leading with your heart in that way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what and and knowing when it's right and feeling like what kind of what advice do you give your younger self,
1: hmm. or my kids
0: or your kids? Yeah, <laughs> it could be your kids, but your your kids might not listen to you. No,
1: they don't really. But your younger self that's, might. Yeah, Can you it no, might, free you might. too. You know, that's a that's a tough question, Dan. I, I, you know, you don't really have any. I don't really have any regrets or you know, things that I, you know, I took a wrong turn on or wish I had done that, that differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of have to just be confident. Hopefully, you've had parents or you know, um, uh, you know, mentors in your life or just people that help guide you that give you the confidence to kind of be yourself. Um, and the older I get, you know, the, the more comfortable, ideally the more comfortable you get and the more you're about just being yourself and bringing the best you can of yourself. So when you're younger, right, you don't have that confidence or that experience or that um, um, ability to have that perspective on something. Yeah. But I don't know, I, I think um, try to focus and do the things you enjoy yeah, I know that's cliched, no, but but that's because there's you truth know, to it. Yeah, and and if you can, just work your ass off. Yeah, like you, I wasn't handed really too many things ever really in my life, and so somehow my parents, my dad, instilled something in me, or I had something in me already. But you know, I, I know I worked hard. Um, so I I want to go
0: into that one too because you said something about having your family or mentors to kind of support you and do yeah. what you love. Right. But you also said earlier that your parents
1: were not necessarily creative
0: people. What did they, what, what did your mom and dad do?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, my, my dad worked on the railroad his whole life. He was blue like collar in like out in, Chicago yeah, like, or like but, but like, like freight trains, oh, like wow. he was, right. He wasn't. Yeah. He was outside most of the time. He, he worked hard. Um, and my mom was more just like a office manager type of person mm-hmm. you know more like bookkeeping accounting things like that mm. so more nuts and bolts kind of you know blue collar really um, and i, I don't so, know
0: so when you went down this creative
1: path yeah it were was technically fully supportive always yeah, yeah. or were they like
0: ooh what like- no
1: no no i think that was that was fine it wasn't like i went in the, I don't know what would have happened. I, I, didn't, I wasn't trying to be an artist. I wasn't trying right. to be a poet or something that's maybe a little more um, ethereal or difficult maybe to find a job. I don't know. Architect was a, it blended both sides to it, which mm-hmm. I think I, I naturally, again, gravitated towards. Um, but they were, you know, super supportive. I think they just definitely wanted me and my brother to go to college and figure that out. Um, and, I, again, I got lucky. I The thing I liked, I stuck with, and it, i stayed that i just became an architect and it was just designer. you and your brother yep we had one younger brother and what so. does he do he actually uh until recently was a baseball coach he was in baseball his whole so life you do love baseball so okay. we you know two two brothers and my dad we all love baseball played every sport always was outside just outside playing whatever sport and the now you have five in. daughters now i have five daughters Unbelievable. Uh, and not <laughs> not a sport focused in general, yeah. on average, I'd yeah. say. Uh, they do many other things, but, uh, but we've got two of them playing softball, which is good. Cool. So that's fun, yeah, yeah.
0: And then if you think about um,
1: <laughs> you
0: and your parents supporting you mm-hmm. and being there for you, like how do you replicate that for your, for your daughters?
1: Yeah, I, it, it is just being there and supporting them. I mean, just being present, encouraging them, help, helping them. Um, and and back to your point, you, mean, you know, it wasn't you know growing up here was helpful in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, we traveled around the country a little bit, but it wasn't like there was a I wasn't a well traveled person by by any means. But um, my dad, you know, my mom would try to take us places. We would come downtown. We would do things at Grant Park. We would, you know, we usually drove everywhere versus mm-hmm. flying, you know, kind of typical situation it seems for a lot of us growing up. So. I, you know, back to what I'd say to my, my younger self or what we, we try to do with our kids. We want to just give them as many experiences as possible to give them as many different perspectives on life and culture and all that. Because, you know, at the end of the day, um, being able to talk to people and share things with people and be open minded. Yeah. Uh, the only way to do that is to experience all the different aspects of our world totally so i love i we want to do that more and more with our kids so they they have i
0: that. like for my wife and i with our kids that whole ex- give them as much experience as possible it that totally resonates with me yeah and it's weird like you think about the past couple of years we haven't been able to do yeah that travel and different types of experiences right. for a nice chunk of that because know. you know we were just locked in our house I know so that was that was tough and I think we got to make up for lost time
1: I know no I I I totally agree now we gained I think that hopefully closeness and bonding and you know other aspects that people hopefully will take with them through this but um yeah that but that you know that that travel and that experiencing other perspectives and cultures is really important totally so yeah well um I've loved our
0: conversation and hearing about your journey. If people wanted to learn more from you or get in touch with
1: you in some way, like
0: what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, uh, certainly going to the Getty's website uh, helps understand, you know, what what we're doing. Uh, I'm on there. But really, you know, my email address is probably the best way to go. It's cmcdonough at getty's.com. C-M-C-D-O-N-O-U-G-H at getty's.com. Great. Yeah. And
0: then we'll put your LinkedIn up there too. If yeah, there absolutely. Well. I'm
1: on LinkedIn awesome. and um, out there in a couple other ways, but yeah, cool. that's the main way to go. Yeah.
0: Well, this has been great. Yeah. And welcome back. F- and yeah. thank you Chicago for the amazing yeah. view. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And thank you for your time. I, this was a lot of fun. I, I appreciate this. Good to talk to you. Good to reconnect. This And yeah. the nice part about coming back um, to Gettys is rekindling all those connections and relationships that I had. You know, kept up with a little bit of them but now it's really more meaningful and I really enjoy seeing the faces again in person right I was at BDNY yeah. a few weeks ago that was great to really um, re-immerse myself so <laughs> yeah
0: reconnection I think that's a great theme for yeah. at least the next 24 months yeah. for all of us even though you actually came back and you're reconnecting yeah I think it's for all of us we're still like getting our feet under us so I'm gonna go with that
1: yeah I, I agree I think it's an interesting time that I I leapt back into the hospitality pool, actually. Totally. Yeah, timed out well, I think. Awesome. Cool. Well, I'd also
0: like to just thank all of our listeners. I mean, we're growing every single week. It's amazing. And without you guys, um, we wouldn't be sitting here in downtown Chicago. So if this changed your idea of hospitality or creating spaces that exude hospitality, uh, please pass it along. It's all been word of mouth thus far. And uh, thank you all. And we'll catch you next time.